Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. My dear friend, my sister, April Ryan. Boy, it was an interesting day yesterday. Now, let me, for those of you who may not be familiar with April Ryan, uh, I don't know where you've been all your lives, but journalist, political analyst, uh, she has reported on United States presidential administrations. Now, get this, since 1997, that's when she began working uh, with the American Urban Radio Networks as a White House correspondent. And then she freelanced with uh, them for years before that. And in 2021, she joined the Grio. Every morning, I'm up uh, monitoring what's in the Grio as their first ever White House correspondent and the D.C. Bureau Chief. And April Ryan, what what network hasn't she been on? ABC, CNN, NBC, News <laughs> One. And, uh, and the author, by the way, of several books. And she was honored uh, with the Journalist of the Year Award from the National Association of Black Journalists and many other awards. Uh, April, let me, and first of all, welcome. Thank you. Let, let, let's, um, let me get your takeaway. You've had a chance to analyze this. Your takeaway from, from, the, uh, from the State of the Union speech by Biden. Well, let's not let's not just say the speech because we had a whole day and, you know, we have to let everyone know, too, that you and I spent a lot of the afternoon together. Um, we had an off the record uh, meeting, lunch meeting, uh, pre um lunch with the president of the United States. We can't talk about it. But what I can tell you is it was very interesting. And Joe brought you guys to the room. I can. That's all we can say. Because you, you guys were talking about what you think he should have addressed yesterday. We're not going to get into anything, but and I think I went too far even with that. But the speech itself, um, you know, there were there were several moments for me. You know, I was watching and I heard a voice and I knew it was Marjorie Taylor Greene being disrespectful. Some of the things I couldn't hear. And I kept saying, I said, this year there's going to be disrespect. I just kept feeling it because of the turn. Um, the turn that we've seen. But then when it comes to the substance of what the president said, um, the president did a, a real big gotcha moment on Social Security, right, and Medicare. Um, that, was, that was interesting. He made the Republicans join in, you know, let's salute our, our seniors. And then he went on into saying, okay, so we all agree, you know, we're going to move forward and, and, and come together in unanimity and, and not, you know, mess with, with – uh, my child is downstairs talking to the dog. That's all right. We call that natural sound. Don't worry about it. I know. I tell, know. The, tell the and, girls I said not, hello. Tell the young ladies I, sure I said will. hello. Right. I sure will. But, um, and, but the thing, I, I was struck by a, in a couple of spaces for him. Um, I was struck, most importantly, on policing when he kept talking about the talk, the talk. He was talking to white America because we sing to ourselves. We're singing to the choir about this. He brought the issue of, you know, I've never had to talk to Bo or, or Hunter about this, you know, and, and that was an important moment. Um, it was voting rights was um, a line or two. Africa was a line or two. The economy, 
um, foreign policy. Um, but, you know, I, I, I really saw a president who was trying to really lay the case for people to buy in for him because his poll numbers are lower than what he would expect with what he believes and the White House believes are successes, particularly in an economy that he staved off recession and created jobs with. But, you know, again, um, the issue is perception versus reality. And if black people in particular feel like, okay, I got a job, but I'm doing a bunch of jobs to make ends meet, maybe not even make an ends meet, that's underemployed. And there is a huge underemployment rate in this nation. Um, You can have a job, but is it paying you enough to survive? And that's when we go into to the wealth gap and, and dig into the details, the devil's in the details on living wages, on, on middle income, you know, because that's one thing the Democrats are talking about. He also talked about something that really hits the pocketbook of so many middle income Americans, those fees. He talked about, oh, yes. you know, yeah, yeah. The, the fees, the the, um, the late fees that he said, we're trying to knock them down from $30 to $8. That's very real for a lot of people. Overdraft fees, the fees for airlines, the fees for concerts, et cetera, et cetera. These business fees. And I'm going to, I'm going to, when, when I heard that, I thought, I thought about this and I'm going to get a little personal for a minute. I am paying for a cemetery plot for myself. You know, my parents did it and I'm doing it because you don't know, especially after COVID, you don't know when. And I'm like, why is there a $30 administrative fee every time I pay for this? You know, and I'm like, I thought you work. I thought you get paid. It's, so those fees, I mean, we see fees everywhere. There's an administrative fee. There is a one-time fee just to be a part of this. It's, it's crazy. So he's absolutely right. The economy is the biggest piece that Americans were talking about before the uh midterm elections. And that's one of the things that they wanted, they wanted to see change. Um, the pocketbook. Politics is personal. Then when he talked about the op- opioid crisis and fentanyl and someone said, it's your fault. I said, oh my gosh. You know, we're now getting back into that moment. Remember when someone screamed out to President Obama, yeah. you, you yeah, lied? Wilson from South Carolina. Yeah. yeah. And now look what's going on. I mean, the whole night, Marjorie Taylor Greene heckled the president the whole night and there were moments where he just stopped and let them and then and then the quiet the crowd quieted her down but at the end of the day this president is trying to appeal to the american public because he wants another term okay let's just be honest but he also wants people to understand he tried to really paint the picture he went into the weeds to talk about fees you know overdraft fee uh, late fees He's really trying to appeal to the pocketbook of the mm-hmm. average American person. You, you and know that is the piece. Yeah, you know, I, no, that's okay. What was interesting, let me go to the fees part. I, I thought one of the lines was interesting. How uh, hotels charge you a resort fee and, yes. they're, not, and they're not even a and resort. Not even a resort. I said, come on now. I said, did Trevor Noah give you that line? That <laughs> right there. I said, Joe, I, yeah. And, and, you know, um, you know, I was, I was waiting for Africa. I was waiting for uh, policing because our audience wants to know about that as well. Yeah. Um, but it was very interesting to hear him really lay the case. And he, he seemed very passionate 
about the issue of police reform and policing. And what we do know is, is that um, Cory Booker, what we do know is that Cory Booker and uh, uh, Senator Tim Scott, Senators Cory Booker and Tim Scott are working once again on conversations to do something. Um, Will it have everything in it? Because now they're adding, because of uh, Tyree Nichols, a duty to intervene. The question is, will it continue to have everything that was placed in it in the last Congress and this? So we have to wait and see what happens. Then when it came to Africa, the president is going to Africa at some point this year. And he celebrated PEPFAR. 20 years since PEPFAR and looking for the reauthorization of it, George W. Bush did this. He tried to to save um, many of the populations in Africa that were plagued by uh, malaria from mosquitoes and plagued by H, uh, HIV. And I'll never forget Colin Powell, the late, great Colin Powell, at the time was Secretary of State. He said, look, he said, this is a national security issue. You cannot stand up a society if everyone is ill. And that was a big deal. And the president didn't get into that piece, but I remember those moments 20 years ago and how, you know, Africa is very much a key piece in uh, the global economy and just the global economy, national security, trade, as well as health, et cetera, et cetera, and so on and so on. So Africa is a key piece. He's focusing in on that. And those are some of the issues, the economy, because the economy touches everyone. Yeah. And yeah. Africa, you know, and uh, policing were some of my big points and takeaways. But what I want to also say, yes. that response from Sarah Huckabee Sanders was awful. It was mean. Uh, Van Jones even said he knows her. She's a nice person, but that was mean. Um, she talked about woke. She made a reference about Katanji Brown Jackson. Yeah, um, it was it was it was it was Donald Trump all over again. Yep. She says, "Oh, I believe in freedom," but you, as governor, the first thing she did was ban the term Latinx, and then she also banned uh, critical race theory. Right. And then, but but then at the same time, she's talking about, "Oh, well, when I was a kid, my father was governor, and I went to Little Rock Nine, and I remember the anniversary of the Little Rock Nine." But how are you going to talk about? heralding that history you talk about banning the history of people. right it's it, a walking it, it, contradiction yeah. and i'm like i'm like sarah i'm like please and then she called joe biden a liar i said wait a minute she was accused of lying every day at that podium for donald john trump and you were there Ooh, it was I a mean, lie this is i mean the fact you were there now let me the last it was hard to watch last couple last couple of questions uh piggy and that is um what do you think uh, you'll you'll be over at the White House today? How do you think they're responding? Are, are they feeling good about this? Um, any missteps? Well, what reports, do you think? reports, reports are that they really they felt the president handled them well. Um, he handled the heckling and his pushback and how he got them in that moment on uh, Social Security and Medicare. I was like, oh wow! So they felt he did well. Um, but it's not about what they feel. Yeah, the real result true. is yeah. what the American public yeah. said. Right, right. And if they don't like it, if he, his numbers didn't go up or if he goes down, it would be a whole different tone. Last night, they felt he did well. But the real critique and the real test is what the American, American public yeah. has to say. Do you honestly do you, and, and, and can let me I, I'm going to bring this up, too. Um, and, and I I I. Read the New, the New York Times article about Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's go, as much as you can 
tell tell us what's going on as it relates to the vice president uh, and, so the, and, be, and where did this real. article come from? Let's be real. Let's be so. Let's be crystal clear. Let's be so transparent. Number one, we know that politics in Washington is still a white male dominated town. We just had a president who, you know, I asked, are you a racist? Yamiche Alcindor asked, are you a white nationalist? Okay, let's let's that's the baseline. You still have that ideology and they're speaking and whispering to the press who's listening. Okay, and then there are other people who, you know, have legitimate criticism. But then there are hit job issues. So I think we have to weigh all of this. But what we do know is there is an attempt to prevent her from rising higher. What if the president decides not to run again? These hit jobs don't help her in efforts to run for president if she runs. I'm not saying I support her. I'm not saying I don't. I am a journalist. I'm giving you my impression and my take of it's not just the New York Times. It's been the uh, what is it? Um, Political and some other magazines or newspapers recently doing these stories. And I'm like, my God, because at the very beginning, remember, all of these rumors were coming out. Those went down for a minute and now they're back and they're back. Why? Because there's a possibility that Joe Biden may run or may not run. If he runs, she's going to be the running mate. They want to knock her. If she if he decides not to run, if she wants to run for president, they're trying to knock her. So we have to watch. We have to look at the record ourselves. Uh, report on it. But at the end of the day, some of it may have some validity, but a lot of it is a hit job. End of story. She is the first woman of color to be vice president of the United States of America. Okay. She's, she's standing behind a man who is in his eighties and he is the leader. She has to be there. One, we have to remember that she has to be very careful and how she approaches her position, because once she could be perceived as the angry black woman or too ambitious. OK, those two are already hanging overhead. Now, after that, how does she navigate standing with the president, but yet behind him so he can stand? It's, it's a very complicated walk um, and she's taking a hit for it. All right. People want to follow what you're doing on the griot. And by the way, your latest book, please. Black women will save the world. And, and <laughs> yes. And thank you for helping make it number one. Um, you were the first interview I did and it shot right up and it's still staying around. And I mean, it came out in October. I'm still on a tour. I'm going to San Francisco today, right on it this afternoon to talk about the book. And and the griot, they can read and hear and watch you? The griot.com, yes. Please okay. go to the griot.com. We have um, particularly the politics section. Uh, my colleague and I, Jaron Gaynor, we are giving you news that others will not. And we got receipts. We get people on the record. Um, and you can go to the griot.com. And also we have Griot TV. So look uh, in local listings and go to Griot TV. We've got great programming. And just stay tuned. A lot more is coming. All right. April Ryan, travel safely. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. All I right. so enjoyed yesterday with you. We had it, we learned a lot and yeah. we had a lot of laughs. I, it, it was an interesting <laughs> experience for me. I mean, but, you know, but I, I let me tell you, everybody, I had the greatest tour guide. <laughs> that, that that I could ask for, uh, if, you know, going here, there, let's go. No, come over here. 
the, I got to tell you, something was really funny. This was, was it April that pulled me back? It was really funny. April knows what I'm talking about. Uh, oh, we, yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> we, Now, we were going... We were going out the door to someplace. I I don't know where to. Because we, we were all look, trying to huddle and talk. We yeah, were we were trying TV. to huddle and talk. And <laughs> I started out the door. What where the prom? I guess it's the promenade. I don't know what they call it's it. It's the April. colonnade. It's the West Wing colonnade that leads to either the residence or the Oval Office where the Rose Garden is. And Joe opened the door. I everybody I, I, well, and I'm getting ready there. to walk down the promenade. Yes, and April, you know. April grabbed me and snatched me back. I said, April, I, said, no. I, I was just going to walk past the Oval Office window and wave. <laughs> That's all. The think. Secret Service officer was sitting like, I said, Joe, I, I thought you were like my child. I said, no. I said, you know I care about you because I grabbed you. I, I said, I was trying to make sure you weren't going to jail. You were going to stay around. And, Joe was just walking. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Thank you, April. You can't take those Ohio boys. Oh, <laughs> April, you should know Mary, better. I'm telling you, he just opened the door. I was like, no. <laughs> Secret Service probably looking at you guys saying, Lord. He Lord. I because, I mean, I did a long reach and grabbed them fast. I said, you see, I'm grabbing you. See, I said, the other person, see, they didn't touch you. She said, I'm going to see how far we can go. I said, No. Joe was a national treasure. He cannot go to jail. Thanks for saving him, April. I wanted him at home. All right. Have, travel safely. Be good. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You can listen to yours truly, Madison the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.